Blog Talk Radio. This is Focus, now simulcasting on Prophetic Message, Blog Talk Radio, and Witness Project. Our guests on Focus are anointed men and women of God who bring us their knowledge and experience in particular areas of ministry to help equip the remnant for the dark days ahead. Our guest today is Evangelist Mel Novak. Mel is an anointed minister who takes the gospel into prisons and on the streets of Skid Row. You will be blessed as he teaches from the Word of God and talks about his extraordinary experiences. All right, we are live. This is Chuck along with Deanna, and welcome Mel Novak. Good to have you with us. Oh, Chuck, thank you, and Deandra for having me again. Uh, I was looking forward to it. Yes, it's lovely to have you. It's like a reunion or something. We always love having you on. Yeah, (laughs) always a good reunion. Amen. Well, Well, Mel is going to be teaching and preaching today, and... uh, Towards the end of the program, you you can call in if you want uh, prayer or want to talk to Mel or uh, ask him a question. Our call-in number is 646-716-5808. And once you get in the uh, program, once you hear the program on your phone, uh, press 1. That will put you in the queue, and we'll know you want to come on the air. So, So with that, Mel, I'm going to turn it over to you, and it's all yours, brother. Well, thank you, brother. Lord bless you. Uh, appreciate both of you and getting God's word out. It is so crucial. You know, last I've been on ministering on Skid Row 34 years and prisons and penitentiaries, uh, almost 32 years all over the country. And uh, last year was the worst year I have seen people get hit by the devil. The devil's time is short, Revelation 12, 12. But you have people not spending time in a word and not dressing for the battle, which is a command in Ephesians 6, 11 through 17. Uh, if your shield, it says, above all, put on your shield of faith, verse 16. Your shield is down. You're going to get hit spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, psychologically, financially, morally, socially, in relationships, ministry, our walk, uh, marriages, every which way you could imagine. These are... Dark days getting darker. We live in a fallen world, and evil lurks everywhere. So I don't know how much time you all who are listening are praying. I'd encourage you to increase. I don't know how much time you're, you're spending in praise. Praise is a weapon against the devil. I'd encourage you to increase all those miracles and deliverances and healing of your past. You should praise the Lord every day for them. If you can see, walk, talk, and hear, go to bathroom both ways, you need to praise the Lord. Most people take it for granted. I know in the prisons I go to, they do. So uh, this past Sunday, I was at the juvenile in East L.A. And a riot broke out right during the service. You're talking about hate, uh, pride, this gang garbage. Got to be a gang. I told those Inmates in this one prison, they want to know if I was in the gang when I was younger. I says, oh, yeah, I've been in that gang for a long time. God's gang. 
who cares about being in this or that? But it was ugly. I, I mean, and I just was talking with somebody and asked, whatever happened to love in the world? Love's an action, not lip service. You know, First John 4, 8 says God is love. That's the message of Christianity. And, and love brought Jesus Christ to earth. And in John 10, 10, Jesus says, it tells you that Satan came to rob, to kill, and to destroy. And he's doing too much of that because you've got people walking around not prayed up, suited up, or booted up. But verse 10b, Jesus says, I came that you might have life to have it more abundantly. And that's love. And everyone knows John 3.16. To me, that's the greatest verse in the Bible. So God is the greatest person, so loved is the greatest devotion. The world is the greatest number that he gave is the greatest act. His only begotten son, the greatest gift. The whosoever believes is the greatest condition. Shall not perish the greatest mercy, but have everlasting life, the greatest result. Well, nobody looks at John 3.18. If you don't have the son, you're condemned. There's a lot of inmates around the country who are in death row or condemned. Up in uh, San Quentin, you got about 700 on death row, but you got two-thirds are saved. Well, Brother Mel, I'm not, I'm not home yet, but I have a destination. Then you look at 1 John 3.16 talks about love sends Jesus Christ to the cross. Hereby perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us. Well, that's an awesome love. But you've got too much hate. In the Christian community, you've got people with busy tongues. That's not love. Critical, judgmental. But love made Jesus willing to be a, uh, to, to die a sacrificial death by the shedding of his blood. And that unconditional love kept him on the cross, not the spikes. Then you look at Revelation 1.5, says, Unto Christ that loved us and, and just washed us from our sins in his own blood. And his love was for the unlovely like me. Romans 5.6 says, Christ died for the ungodly like you and me. Well, in 2 Corinthians 9.15 tells us, because of the Lord's love, we can gratefully say with Paul, the apostle, thanks and praise be to God for his unspeakable gift. Well, whoever's listening, wherever you are, has his love touched you? And again, I say God is love. Satan's lies and deceptions you know, that First Timothy 4, 1 and 2, that lying, seducing, deceiving spirit has rid its ugly head these last three years like you can't imagine. you got people blaming God for afflictions and oppressions that the devil causes. Even as a Christian, Psalm 34, 19 is very clear. Many are the afflictions that are righteous, but the Lord delivers out of them all. Does it say when? Luke 18, 1. I've given that probably 2,500 times. Don't you give up. You keep on praying. Don't you, you know, Second Corinthians 4.16, don't lose heart. Keep on praying. Discouragement's the devil's most worn out tool. So you need to understand we're in a war, Second Corinthians 10.3. 10, Though we walk in the flesh, 
We do not war after the flesh. And if you're in ministry, that you're winning souls doing damage to the kingdom of darkness, you will be assaulted. That's all part of the of the ministry that we're in. But no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. We're redeemed from the curse of the law. Galatians three thirteen. There's blessings of redemption. And uh greater is he that's in every believer, first John four four, that he that's in the world. That's us. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Doesn't mean it's not gonna come at you. So listen to Second Corinthians five seventeen. I'll, I always have an altar call after, you know, before the end of the show, where one you become a new creation in Christ Jesus, but you got to surrender his or her, whoever you are, heart and life to the Lord. You become a new creation, and it, it's an opportunity. It's a blessing because nobody's turned away. Second Peter three nine, First Timothy two four. God wants all to repent. Nobody's turned away. I've led people to Christ who murdered more than one person. But they repented. And you saw they were sorry. One broke down and he never cried in his life. He killed 22 child, child molesters in 20 years in Old Folsom. And he came to the service because he was a Bruce Lee fan. And if you ever saw Game of Death, I played Stick the Assassin. That's why he came. God used that. And the first time he was there, he said, can you, God forgive you for anything? I said, yeah, except blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Next time he came, my my message was, God's forgiveness is bigger than your sin. Sure enough, he waited till everybody left. His whole body shook. He cried. He wept. He asked for forgiveness. He repented, and God did it. And when you have Jesus Christ in your heart as Lord and Savior, Second Peter one four says you partake of the divine nature. Love then is a, it's the evidence of a genuine salvation experience. When I see people, and I see them, I don't see much love, but I see where their heart is. I tell them, hey, God knows your heart. Luke sixteen fifteen. He, 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 and he knows your heart for Samuel sixteen seven. So you can't fool him. You might fool people, but it has to be love within us. In John thirteen thirty five, we're told, "By this shall all men know that you are my disciples." This is Jesus speaking. If you if you have loved one another, that's why we're, our world is in a sad state. Our country. Because we have a new president, you've got people in Hollywood and all these other places. Who cares about what Madonna has to say or Hanoi Jane? I mean, that's just the devil. The devil's doing that because the devil knows there's changes coming. But there's too much hate and prejudice, strife and division, critical and judgmental judging. There's wars going on all over the world. None of the countries involved have God and Christ in their hearts. So there's no love. We're all in a different 24-hour day war. All. It's just uh, amazing. In Ephesians 6, 12, 
says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the dark of this world, against spiritual wicks and the host in high places. You know, that's the war. You can't see your enemy. I told those gangbangers last week, you can't duke it out, shoot it out, or knife it out, bro. The only power is in the name of Jesus. And I told them, I cannot be defeated because of Jesus Christ. Because it's Jesus Christ who overcomes. We're overcomers. Supernatural freedom. And Jesus Christ will prepare our minds and hearts before a miracle. And God's a God of miracles. If you ever go to my website, melnovak.com, M-E-L-N-O-V-A-K.com, you see how many miracles I've had, more than I deserve. Malachi 3.6, God says, I am the Lord thy God, I change not. He hasn't changed. But if you doubt you can have a miracle, you doubt that you can have his love, you're listening to the, to the liar, John 8, 44. Jesus called Satan the father of all liars. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. Are you a candidate for a miracle as you're listening? Perhaps you have Cancer. Well, the name of Jesus is above that. Philippians 2.9, God highly exalted the name of Jesus above all names and all things, on the earth, beneath the earth, and above the earth. That's the power. I'm a cancer survivor. I didn't take chemo or radiation. My daughters knew I wouldn't do that. I saw what I did to my mother. It took time, but you know what? I never quit. I was never discouraged. That's the devil's most worn out tool. I just kept praying, praying in expectation, Psalm 62, 5. And remember that God doesn't show partiality or favoritism. He can heal your cancer like he did mine. Uh, it, it is an awesome thing to know I don't, I, I don't have it. I had five inmates from Pelican Bay Penitentiary I've been there 10 times. It's the worst penitentiary in the country, going back in June. And these inmates are lifers, life without possibility of parole. But they had a ministry. We're all called to serve, Matthew 20, 28, Mark 10, 45. I show them my love to God that I'm going to serve him. They prayed for me every day. And when Chaplain Lou told them, Mel Novak doesn't have cancer anymore, they had their hands up in the air saying, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You well, I'm, I want to jump in and say praise God. Mel, did you know that I was a survivor of cancer as well? Div- divine yeah, intervention? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like Satan is totally opposite of God. God's love is the opposite of hate and all that is associated with, with our adversary, our enemy. First John 2, 9 through 11 uh, yeah, tells us he that says he's in the light and hates his brother is in darkness, even until now. He that loves his brother and abides in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him, but he that hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and knows not whether he goes because that darkness has blinded his eyes. And I'll tell you, the, the, the next three scriptures are so precious and needed in every heart. If you're 
listening, write them down. First John 4, 7 through 8. It says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. In 1 John 4, 12, if we say we love another, God dwells in us. And many people, their love is lip service. Love is an action. I told that to someone today. Love is dedication. Love is serving. Love tells us that we need to talk about Jesus to everyone. I just gave this scripture to someone else today. Acts 5.29. I need God's approval, not man's. I don't care what someone says about me. And love is forgiving and giving. Every time I'm at the county jail, I use 1 John 4.20. The man says he loves God and hates his brother. He's a liar. I ask him, how many liars we got here? We had one inmate turning. He's in the front, turning around. Look. I said, yo, bro, don't be looking back there. I'm here. Because, you know, those stairs, they, they turn into fights. Then they'll shut my service down. But as one grows in grace, that precious word, grace, Ephesians 2, 8, we're saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves, as the gift of God. Uh, he, he will walk in the light. And you've got to seek that feeling, filling up, filling of the Holy Spirit, and the intensity of love will increase. The immensity of love increases. So when the Spirit of God is in control, and that's mind-boggling to me, the Holy Spirit is, a, is co-equal with Jesus Christ and the Father God. Third person of the Trinity. Yet you got churches ignore him. You can't ignore him. I don't do nothing aside from the Holy Spirit. But once we allow him to be in control of our lives, you can begin to understand and practice the, the command of Jesus in Luke 6.28, Matthew 5.44, Romans 12.14. Bless those who curse you, pray for those spitefully use you, and persecute you. See, no one can do this apart from the Holy Spirit. That's why there's such little love evidence even among the brethren today. You see, it's not different. Uh, it's not difficult to the fake spiritual gifts. You see people do that. But the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, that cannot be imitated. Joy, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, all these fruit of the Spirit attributes, attributes are, are, are Christ-centered. And love and forgiveness is a great act for us all. But not only of love, but to be obedience to God. First uh, Samuel fifteen twenty two causes his eyes of obedience rather than sacrifice. And I, I have a tough time in the prison because sometimes they don't want to forgive somebody. I had an older gangbanger. Yo, bro, you're 60 years old. Why do you want to be a freaking gangbanger? So he wanted prayer, and I looked in his eyes. I said, I can't pray for you because you have... There's a lot of people you haven't forgiven. I said, you want to forgive them now? Then I can pray for you. Because Matthew 6, 14 and 15, Mark 11, 25 and 26, when you pray, 
If you have unforgiveness in your heart, God in heaven will forgive you. He says, no, I can't do that. I said, okay, no problem. Have a blessed day. And he came back. I said, all right, who haven't you forgiven? My mother, my sister, my uncle, my brother. I mean, he, I couldn't believe how many. Well, when he repented and he asked God to forgive him for holding unforgiveness against him, then I prayed for him. But our rights to unforgiveness ended at the cross of Calvary. I see that in our country. It's a prison without bars, and it'll lead to bitterness. If you have bitterness, if you're listening, you better deal with it. It's going to make you sick. Hebrews 12, 15, root of bitterness will defile you. There's no love with bitterness. Acts 8, 23, poisoned by bitterness, bound by iniquity. Poison you, it'll make you sick. And bitterness has negative side effects, which will lead sometimes to major sickness and disease in your life. Forgiveness isn't easy. Can I, I can attest to that. I had a wife walk out of a marriage a long time ago. It took me three years to forgive her. I was wrong. I remember when I found <laughs> Luke 6, 28, Matthew 5, 44, Romans 12, 14. I said, Lord, I don't want to do that one. I did three days later. But when we forgive, refuse to forgive others, we not only deepen our own heart and our own hurt, our own grief, we grieve the one who gave himself completely that we might have eternal life, forgiveness, eternal life. There's three, I told those inmates about a month ago, there's three reasons you, you refuse to forgive others. Pride, self Selfishness and ignorance. Well, they don't want you. I don't want to hear that they're ignorant. Says, yes, you are. You're ignorant to what the Bible tells you. And many people honestly don't know how to forgive. But the results of unforgiveness are deadly. And there's no love there at all. Love is buried. Emotional bondage. That'll lead to a critical spirit. A damaged relationship, physical stress, uh, a clouded view of God, and of course, spiritual block of love. It's like when resentment comes between a marriage, because I counsel. That resentment will cover love like, like a blanket. And resentment is the fuel of pride. God hates pride. James 4, 6, 1 Peter 5, 5. He gives grace to the humble. Even Paul said in, in 1 Corinthians 13, 3, Though I give my body to be burned as a martyr, have not love. It profits nothing to me. So, love is so important. There's there's a hundred teachings I could have gave tonight. But I listened to the Holy Spirit, and he got really encouraged me to do this one. I, I'm so saddened that you have brothers and sisters that don't talk to one another. Mothers and fathers don't talk to the children. This is this is not good. And you're talking about some Christians. First Peter four eight says love covers a multitude of sins. 
Ephesians 4.3, love makes us to forbear one another, endearing to keep the unity of the Holy Spirit in, in the bond of peace. Only peace comes from the Prince of Peace. You know, I should have died seven times. No, I never did drugs or alcohol. But two at a time, I remember I was overwhelmed with the peace in Philippians 4, 7, that's beyond all understanding, that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I'll never forget it. I mean, I was dying, but I was overwhelmed with that peace. 2 Corinthians 5, 14, love constrains us. That means grips us tightly, holds together. And that's Jesus who died for all. And again, 1 John 4, 8, underline it. Love is of God, for God is love. With all the satanic-oriented strife, envy, hatred, wars, confusion, illusion, and delusion, fighting among people, well, if the angels aren't weeping over the present situation in our country, in our world, the saints should be. The world should follow the footsteps of Jesus Christ, our Savior, yet you have over 5 billion people who reject him. You have a deaf and dumb spirit, Mark 9, 25 and 26. You have a blind spirit, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. And you have a spirit of Antichrist, 1 John 4, 3. You take those three and you got scales on the eyes and wax in the ears. That's why we got to talk to anybody. But before you start talking to somebody about Jesus, you better bind up those three in the name of Jesus. Philippians 2, 9, Ephesians 1, 20 through 23. In the name of Jesus, you got to bind those up. Because his name is above all things. Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 19. Jesus is the one who told us to do this. There's power to do that. But as Romans 5, 5 says, follow the leaders who live and act as though love of God has been shed abroad in their hearts. How? By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. First Peter two seventeen says, love the brotherhood. This is regarding our brothers and sisters. I am. I tell people, don't call me when you want to gossip. I bind that spirit up and I hang up on them. I don't care if they don't like me. But where's the love there? The Word of God tells us, Matthew five twenty four, be reconciled to them. That's love. Romans twelve ten, be kindly affectionate toward them. That's love. Romans twelve fifteen. Sometimes we rejoice in them. Sometimes we weep with them. That's love. There's a lady that I never met her in person. I've been ministering to her for a couple of months. She just buried buried her second daughter, 19 years old. And sometimes I come home from Skid Row. I just sit down and weep. I tell people, don't judge them. When they were a baby, a mother suckled them. You don't know what happened. Quit looking down on people. People, they need love. I'll tell you one thing. There's people on Skid Row love me. I, I've been there for so long. They know. They know that I don't judge them. And I just bring them the love of Christ. In Romans twelve sixteen it says, Be of the same mind toward them. The mind is the devil's playground. That's where he causes all the negative stuff. Every negative thing that filters through your mind is coming from the devil. You've got to 
the more you have the word of God in your mind, the less the enemy could deceive you. Romans twelve eighteen, live peaceably with them. Why? That's love. Why can't relatives? If you can't love your own blood, how are you going to love your enemy? And I saw so much of that last year. Well, I'm not talking. Well, why? Because that's not an answer. Well, they did so and so. What about you? Let's talk about you. Romans fourteen ten. We're not supposed to judge. Judge them not. Love. That's love. Galatians six two. Bear them and their burdens. That's love. There's so many people right now I'm doing that with, and it really, it really tugs at your heart. And then James five sixteen. We're to pray for them. We're to pray. Most important thing you can do for one another, pray for one another. That's love. There were times I called Chuck to talk to him. He'd say, "Let me pray for you, brother." I got people praying for me all over the world. And for seven years, I've been struggling with daily pain from a movie fight and playing ball. My shoulder was trashed. But I keep praying every day. I have other people pray. So I got to wait. You know, this is too much of a microwave generation. Yo, God. No, no, no. Don't don't be doing it. They do that in prison. One inmate said it is. Level four penitentiary. Well, okay, brother. I'll give God two weeks. That doesn't happen. Forget it. I says, what? You're going to try to manipulate God? And, and, you know, any controlling, demanding, manipulative spirit, that's spirit of witchcraft. So you can forget it. Faith is F-A-I-T-H. Forsaking all, I trust him. First Peter 3, 8. We've got to have compassion for people that are hurting and, and broken and and, and rejected, abandoned, betrayed. Whatever happened to compassion in the world? Whatever happened to integrity? Whatever happened to love? Second Peter one seven. We got to show brother brotherly kindness to them which is love. We just got to love them in Christ. First John three fourteen, First John four seven and eight. If the world could see the true love of God in those who call themselves Christians. The greatest revival in history would sweep the world. So you who are listening, do you need God's love in his arms around you now? Well, later on in the show, Second Corinthians 6, 2, said today is the day of salvation, now is the appointed time. Because you have to understand, tomorrow is not promised, Proverbs 27, 1. There were some of those times that I should almost died, should have died. It happened so fast I couldn't believe I was dying again. But it takes faith. So remember when we come to the place for the altar call, receive his love through Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life. Uh, and I did a wedding for a friend of mine. One of the things I said that the meaning of true love for me is sharing and caring, giving and forgiving, loving and being loved, Walking hand in hand, talking heart to heart, seeing through each other's eyes, laughing together, weeping together, praying together, and always, always trusting and believing, thanking and praising God for each other, for love that is shared is a beautiful thing. 
It enriches the soul and makes the heart sing. You know, I I I, I said this many times, and I, I I really believe peace peace is joy resting, and joy is peace dancing. I can tell you this: first thing a devil's trying to try to steal on you is your joy. Nehemiah eight ten: A joy is the Lord's strength of strength of my life. So. That's what I was led to bring, brother and sister. Hello. I think you're right on. Yeah, I think you're right on target. And a lot of people uh-huh. in the lobby, uh, in both places, at Prophetic Message and in Witness Project, have been uh, expressing that. I think this was very timely. People need to hear it, and we need yes. to be remembering to walk in the fruit of the Spirit and, uh-huh. and fruit of the Spirit before gifts, you know, not just operating in, in gifts. Uh, if we can't walk in the fruit of the Spirit, <laughs> there's a lot of division, like a spirit of madness even in this nation. And, yep. And, you know, division in our families. Um, a lot of sorrow. Yep. Strife and division, backbiting, gossip. It is so sad to see so many families, and like when Christmas came, Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. Why can't you, just for the love of Jesus who came that we might live, just call 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 your relatives and let's, let's get together. No. Okay. You keep your pride, but God got it targeted. He will target your pride. Uh, in uh, everywhere in the Bible shows you, you know, Proverbs 16:5, pride is an abomination to God. Verse 18, pride goes before the fall, but He will target it. He hates pride. Uh, in one of my newsletters, uh, I always have a mini sermon and what I do during the month and a great testimony. And one of the things I, I said, okay, you who are reading this. What is the, one of the most important things God wants from us? Well, a lot of people said like seven or ten different things, which was, which was good. But what he wants is humility. Humble yourself inside the Lord. He will lift you up. And Amen. It, it, Amen. And that's, yeah. that's kingdom power. You, you know, less of me, more of you, Lord. Um, kingdom power does not manifest to his, his true power and there's a lot of false anointings and things as well these days. There's a lot of strangeness out there. Not everything that is supernatural uh, is of the kingdom of me, God. But if you are in humility, then that allows yeah. the Lord to show up. And, and you know what I present. say? I, me, and my is the unholy <laughs> trinity. Self is on the <laughs> throne. Christ is dethroned. And people don't want to hear, but I don't care. You know, uh, where, where's the humility? Yes. And I was thinking of, of um, oh, I'm trying to, you know, you're better at the, the address of all the scriptures than I am. Um, but it's about charity, you know. Um, uh, you know, and though I have all these gifts if I have not charity. I think it's in um, yeah. 1 Corinthians. Let me look here. Yeah, it's 13. 
But it's love. Yeah. Verse four. It's love. It's the charity is love. Amen. You know, people, you wouldn't believe how many people are hurting for food. And yes. it's my, it's my, what's the word I'm looking for? Where I, ha- I have to help. There's probably. It's a seven, calling. Well, not only not a calling, but it's my darn if I can remember a word. Where duty I have to I have to be dedicated to to help them. You know, there are some widows, some single moms, and if someone have if I have food in my refrigerator and someone doesn't, I I, I have to be the one to take care. Amen. But if your heart that, was not tenderized that way, then. Um, and I think that's what's lacking and we need to be reminded about why this was so important tonight. First oh. Corinthians 13.3 says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. I love yeah. That Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. That's where Jesus would be. He wouldn't be walking around Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. He'd be in the prisons in Skid Row. You know, it's... It just, uh, we have an awesome Savior that's absolutely incredible. You know, in uh, the Lord is my strength, my shield, my heart trusts in him. I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and I will praise him with my song. You know, Psalm 27a. That's one of the most powerful weapons we have. Psalm 18:3, God alone is worthy of praise. Psalm 50, verse 23, is God's will that we praise Him. Psalm 34, 1, that praise should be continuous. Psalm 150, verse 6, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. That's us. We're breathing. Praise will evict the forces of darkness. Praise will dispel doubt. The biggest killer of the faith in the history of man. Satan will always whisper, "Well, God ain't going to do it." Shut up. I'm not talking to you. You don't talk to him. Do what Jesus said. It is written in Matthew chapter 4. It is written. The mind, like I said, is the devil's playground. And, you know, Second Corinthians uh, tells us that the mind is the playground. First of all, in verse 4, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, the pulling down a stronghold. People have strongholds that God won't do anything for them and he doesn't hear their prayer. These are all lives in the pit of hell. But verse 5, casting down every thought, every imagination that exalts itself against the high knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought that he obedience to Jesus Christ. You need to get those negative things out of your mind. And you need to run to the Lord because he's the one who will literally deliver you and break those strongholds and tear them down. But people need to tell themselves the truth that there is a stronghold. See, denial is one of the deadly deeds. I do a sermon called the deadly deeds. And if somebody doesn't have their, their whole armor on where it says above all, put on your shield of faith, the shield is down. They get hit with disappointment, discouragement, doubt, discontent. By the time despair comes in, they quit everything praying, everything, 
despair, despondency, disillusionment, demoralization, injection, depression. That's when they hear that spirit of suicide. And that's tragic. That is absolutely tragic. But the killer to faith and trust is doubt. And the devil uses that behind his number one tool, fear. 2 Timothy 1, 7. We don't serve a God of fear. We've got love, power, sound mind, sound mind. Uh, Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. What shall I be afraid? I've had countless numbers say, aren't you afraid when you go into the prison? As God is my judge, I've never been afraid. It has nothing to do with macho. It has to do with the one who sends me, the one who protects me, the one who loves me, and the one who watches out for me, the one who gives me favor. One who gives me favor. So uh, you have choices. You have choices. Now, maybe you, you were listening to this program to know that you, you need to you need to invite Christ in your heart as Lord and Savior. Every time someone says next time, it gets easier next time to say next time. And if you don't like how your life is going, you need to make a change. If your life if you don't want to make a change, your life will never change. And, you know, Jesus says once we come to him, God says, I will do a new thing. Second Corinthians five seventeen, a new thing. And once you start praying that arsenal prayer daily, I guarantee you things will change. You could download that on my website, melnovag.com. It's God's arsenal prayer. Then also in there, for you who are in ministry, it's very important. Uh, it's the after-ministry prayer. Like every time I leave a prison, I'm binding up hepatitis, TB, staph, MRSA, pink eye, transferring familiar, migrating spirits. I mean, you have to. And then when I'm going down the highway, I'm binding up spirit of retribution, revenge, retaliation, backlash. You do something for the Lord, these spirits will come at you. Demonic entities who wants you to give up and quit ministry. And then there's resistant hindrance and delay to your prayer. At Daniel 10, verse 12 and 13, the angel said, Daniel, man of God, your prayers answered immediately. Prince of Persia held me up 21 days. That's when people get discouraged. That's when they quit. You can't quit. Jesus didn't quit in Gethsemane. Every time I do the, that sermon on Skid Row of Gethsemane, I choke up three, four times in there because what he did, the love that he did for all of us. And uh, but the thing is, we have to encourage. I whoever's listening, I encourage your faith. I want you to meditate on Psalm 142 and Psalm 143. It's very, very powerful. Meditate on them, read and study. In verse three. David, the man after God's own heart, he went through a lot of struggle. He says, when my spirit was overwhelmed in me, then you knew my path. Then verse 4, he repeats, my spirit is so overwhelmed in me that my heart within me is desolate. What David was saying to God, I'm drowning in trouble. I'm under attack. It's bringing me down. You know, who you are, there's we all go through trials, troubles, and tribulations, circumstance, conditions, situations, calamities. I, I hated calamities. Every time I got hit with a calamity, I'd run to Psalm 
Have mercy on me, O Lord. Have mercy on me, for my soul trusts in you. In the shadow of your wings, I'll make my reference until these calamities pass me by. doesn't say when it's going to pass. And adversities and afflictions. They, they, they're going to come. Someone out there listening, you're already hit with them. Some you have been. Some you will be. This is, this is how it is. That's why Jesus came. The trouble, trouble. And, and then in Psalm 147, 6 and 7, David cried to the Lord. I've learned to cry out. Psalm 30, verse 2. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. Psalm 34, 6. This poor man cried out. God heard him, saved him out of his trouble. Verse 15. The eyes of the Lord on the righteous, his ears are open to their cries. Verse 17. The righteous cried, God God hears them, and he will deliver them, but doesn't say when. That's why Luke 18, 1 is so important. Don't give up. Keep on praying. But these words that David wrote 2,000 years ago were actually written for our sake, for our instruction. And this is what I'm saying. Here's an encouragement to all God's people who who are overwhelmed by these trials, troubles, and situations, sickness and whatever. Some are drowning in health, some in finances, some in relationships. This someone left this this girl left broke the guy's engagement. He was gonna walk out in the ocean. I says, Are you out of your mind? That's not what God wants. So he'll restore the years that the locusts have eaten, maybe not with her. But what about pain? And suffering, addiction, affliction, all these things hit. The truth is, in the real world, <laughs> life can be brutally overwhelming and distressful. Storms of life. You know, they're going to blow like hurricane force. And like David, I don't care who you are. We face floods of troubles. Isaiah 43, to when you walk through the water, it will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, it will not burn you. I mean, God will take care of you. He'll, you know, it's amazing. We endure sickness, calamities, death of loved ones, and of course, hellish attacks of our enemy, Satan, against our, our faith. Mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. But it is in our overwhelming times in the furnace of affliction. Boy, I spent a lot of time in there. Isaiah 48:10. But that's where we learn to 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 seek God and cry out in our pain. You know, when my wife walked, I've got to be honest with you, I, I mean, I struggled for, for three years. And people were watching me like a hawk playing ball in, the, in, in the, whatever I was doing. And I said to God, if I tell them how I feel, I'm a defeated Christian. So I'm dying inside. If I tell them I'm great, I'm a liar. He woke me up at three in the morning. I kept hearing, go to the hymnal. Go to the hymnal. Tomorrow I'm sleeping. Go to the hymnal. It was persistent. I went to the hymnal. I heard, open it. I opened it. He said, that's what you tell them. It is well with my soul. So no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm hit with, it's still well with my soul. And God taught me that. 
So a lot of times on Skid Row, some people say, oh, here comes this ball with his soul. But the thing is, uh, we got to trust. Am I going to trust him? I trusted him with cancer. I trusted him times I was dying. I mean, I could go on and on and on. But you look at Psalm 142.2. David said, I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. This is what you got to do. Take it to the Lord. Second Peter 5.7. Cast those cares and burdens on me, Jesus said. And you're... And in Psalm 143.1, in your faithfulness, answer me. Well, you who are listening, is this where you are? Do what David did. Psalm 143.6 says, I stretched forth my hands to you. My soul thirsts after you as a thirsty land. Then in Psalm 143.7 and 8, hide not your face from me. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning for in you do I trust Nahum 1 7 God is good a stronghold in a day of trouble he knows those who trust him Psalm 1 Psalm 91 verse 2 I'll say to the Lord he is my reference my fortress my God in him I will trust people will let you down he can't he won't and David continues on Cause me to know the way I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Then you go to Psalm 143, 9 through 11. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. I flee to you to hide me. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me to the land of uprighteousness. Quicken me, O Lord, for your name's sake. For your righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. Well, you see, many times David, at the beginning of, of, of the psalm, he'd be crying out. He was getting hammered. But always at the end, he would say, encourage. I know you're going to do this. I know you're going to deliver me. And what, so what you do is find the I wills in God's word. When God says, I will, you don't have to think about it anymore. But no matter what you're going through, you're not going to be able to handle it by yourself. Jesus says in John 15, 5, without me, you could do nothing. Ephesians 6, 10, be strong in the Lord, power of his might. And what I always tell people, Luke 1, 37, nothing's impossible with him. Are you listening? Nothing's impossible. Jeremiah 32, 17 and 27, it's where God says, Anything too hard for me? No, nothing's too hard for me. So what you're going through, this is what he's calling you to trust him, lean on him, rest in him, and watch what he's going to do. It, it is amazing the miracles I've seen over the years. If you go to my website and you look at the testimonies, some of them will make you cry. So... This is what we got to do. Amen? Amen. 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 Very Amen. good. Um, are you going to go ahead and minister through the top of the hour, or would you like to take a little break? Or no, I don't need no break. You... If All it's right. okay with you. I... <laughs> sure. Well, you, 
you're pretty um you're pretty spry when you go in there to those prisons and um you're tough on those gang members and yeah. everything but minister to them in love so I got to be you know he gave me favor uh I'll tell you I'll tell you a story that was it's ama- it was even amazing to me in LA County Jail which is the worst jail in the country and I used to be Cook County Chicago for 20 years and I went in. I, I walked the tears in the high power super max security. I mean, they're they're locked down in there. It's amazing. This little cell. So I went to the area that it says restricted, which is even worse. And here's these four gangbangers there. One was 19. Uh, two were 20. One was 21. So I go over for the juggler with the first one. Yo, bro, you want to burn? What? You're going to burn, man. You're going to go to hell because you're rejecting Jesus. Now, I could lead you in a prayer. So after 10 minutes, I led this guy to to the Lord. And, uh, you know, usually you don't start out with that. You're going to burn. But this was a hard place. Then the other two were listening through their cells. So I led another one to the Lord. So the third one, I said, well, bro, it's your turn. Have you ever received Jesus? He says, yeah, when I was eight. I said, yeah, you probably killed three people since then. So you need to do this right now. I ended up leading all four of them to the Lord. That was absolutely incredible. Gave them Bibles, prayed for them. And these are, they're facing life without possibility of a parole. Never going to ever get out. And that shows you what what God can do, but he's given me a bold spirit. And I think I told you before last year we had two stabbings in a church service in 12 days. In 12 days, they're trying to stab the jugular. And I had a service three days later, and I told them, listen, I know you all heard about the stabbing, so I'm going to have to express something to you all. And if you come at me with a shank, I'm going to take your eye out. Then I'm going to repent. Nobody said a word. Pastor, <laughs> that just that really tickles me. Um, I I think yeah. that you would probably enjoy some regular church gigs, huh? <laughs> oh, you know what? I told Pastor Joshua Alvarez from the River Church when he, he called me and says, you're confirmed for the, the February 12th. I said, praise the Lord. When I go to to church, nobody has a knife, no riots break out, no fist fight. <laughs> and I said, and, and you get you get a love offering. I said, you know, there's no paycheck in Skid Row Prison Ministry. But yeah, I had a lady wow. on Facebook. I had a lady on Facebook say, Bell Novak, you need to repent. All those pictures with guns and the movies you do, you need to repent. So... I says, well, if you want to, uh, I said, I've never gotten a paycheck. My my nonprofit owes me over forty thousand dollars. If you'd like to pay what I would get in the movie, which is not a lot of money anyway, uh, then I won't you, do it. Well, I never heard from you've her. You've also that. led some of those um, hardened Hollywood types to Christ yeah. as well, and and so. And Yeah, 2015, think about this. I did four movies, 
and I led two of the directors to Christ. Yes. And I'm still in touch with them. It's still, I mean, it's amazing. And uh, there was a producer in this one movie that uh, is going to be coming out. And his mother and father were strong, born-again Christians. He was totally against them, against that. And when he found out I was talking about Jesus, there was a three-page monologue that I had as a as a pastor of this church who turns out that he, he was not what he said he was. But they had all those extras in there. And, I mean, I killed that scene. The, produ- the director said it was one of the best things he's ever seen. Even this guy said, yeah, you you really did well. Now I found out he's going to take it out, out of the whole movie. He's going to make screw up the movie because it was necessary. So when I left, I was getting supposed to go to San Francisco and, and, and get some more people, and we're going to go against the, the country or whatever. But uh, in, a, in, in Hollywood, if you're a Christian, it's like a, like a leper. But I don't care. I let an extra to, in Syndicate Smasher. I had the main role. My billing was above the title. Now, in in a big budget of movie, I'd have got fifty thousand dollars. In this one, I was lucky. I got five thousand. Then you tithe on it, and take. But you know, it was able to pay pay some bills and stuff. But you know, it's like. People throw rocks at me. They don't know what I do. Everywhere I go in a movie, they get the arsenal prayer. They know what I do. And uh, they know I don't care if they want to fire me. doesn't matter. But yet, people criticize me. Because I play villains. I play a good villain. I've died 21 times in the movies. And I got some more villain roles coming up. You do play a very good villain. Mean. You're very mean. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? When it, I'm, I'm reading the Bible on a set. I remember when I was doing uh, Sword of Heaven. It was a karate movie. And I played this, this guy that was... He killed, I think, seven people with a garat. And I'm reading the Bible, and this one guy comes over. Is that a Bible? Says, yeah. You don't know what a Bible is, don't you? He says, are you a Christian? Why are you whispering? Yeah, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I end up leading the wardrobe girl of Christ. I pray for the producer's mother who was dying. She got better. So whoever's listening, if they want to throw Amen. stones at me, that's okay. I'm going to continue you know, it's you get a, it's a miracle you even get a role, get a good role, and God's opened up doors for me that that is amazing. I mean, I, I I I've gone years where I didn't work in anything, and all at once, bingo. But they get they know who I am in Christ. I never use God's name in vain. Never have. Never will. I've had ten throat surgeries in ten years where I couldn't speak for seven weeks and never knowing if they're going to take my voice box out. So I, I tell them God doesn't have a last name. If he didn't, wouldn't be damned. And I, I never did nudity. I was raising daughters. I wouldn't do it. So, 
Well, I, I know you do yeah. occupy. Uh, you occupy um, where you are, and the Lord is able to position you. And uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And use you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, we appreciate like, you for that very much. Oh, thank you, thank you. And always give God the honor, worship, and glory. After every altar call, that left hand goes up in the air with a with a finger saying, Father, I thank you and praise you for what you did here today. Through your Holy Spirit, we give you the honor, worship, and glory. Then I do the closing prayer. But you know, life's a journey for us all. And God has a heart to take care of all needs. There's some people out there right now who are struggling about their needs. You go to Philippians 4.19. God promises to take care of your needs. Uh, his promises are yes and amen, 2 Corinthians 1.20. But you have anxiety. Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving make a request known to God. Anxiety will rip your peace off, and your faith will start shaking, you get headaches, high blood pressure, and then here comes worry, short circuits God's promise. Then fretting, Psalm 37, 8, cease from fretting, it causes harm. If you trust him, he's going to do it. He takes care of my needs. But I'm constantly thanking. I thank him for my washer and dryer. I thank him for my refrigerator, for food in there. I thank him for the juices that I, I'm able to buy. I, I mean, I spend a lot of time in praise and worship. This is why he takes care of my needs. Not my greeds, but my needs. And he's going to be with me to win souls for him. It's the Holy Spirit who draws him, John 6:44, Not me. So what we got to do is take on God's God's mindset, and He calls everybody to do His will, and be, you know, self-sufficient to carry out His purpose for me. And God's will is doable. But do you want to? So that's the key. We need to know our skills and develop them, and to serve. I, earlier I gave Matthew twenty twenty-eight, Mark ten forty-five. Jesus came to serve. Why can't we? You don't have to go to Skid Row prisons. You could have an accessory prayer ministry. He, he he's you know, Isaiah nine four. God says, "I will break the chains and bind my people, and the whip discourages them." But he he walked me through so much fire. He made me fireproof, and he restored uh, what he ordained. I say, Lord Jesus, rescue me. There were times, I mean, I was struggling. You know, you got pain every day. It drains you. And then I just tell him, you're the author of my faith. You know, we're giant killers. Like I said earlier, I cannot be defeated because of Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ who overcomes. And that's when we have that supernatural freedom. But God wants us to add super to our natural. But when we shift our focus from what we're going through, the trials, troubles, tribulations, uh, uh, to who God is, then my perspective is going to change. And boy, when I just, there's some people from my Bible study, they ask me, well, what, what do I think? Well, God says, wait. And again, I say, wait. He wants you to wait. Well, I don't like, well, who likes to wait? So I told them, meditate on Isaiah chapter 40. You know, one section at a time. And consider how each truth 
will relate to your life. But Jesus Christ transformed our past and secured our future. I don't worry about the future. I don't worry about doing movies. I don't worry about none of this stuff. If something happens, praise the Lord for doing it. I'll go preach. So we've got to prepare our hearts but with the Holy Spirit's work. That's the key. With the Holy Spirit's work, align our minds with his scriptures. And then we're, we're setting his perfect will to be done. I remember the first time I found Hebrews 12, 5, and 6. I didn't like that one. <laughs> God, God, what God says, what he's going to do, put us through a lot of stuff. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. So he has to do this to make us more like the Lord and to get rid of self, S-E-L-F. Uh, the only thing good about self is self-control. One time in, in a, I was ministering to these kids out in juvenile that just got out. I said, how do you spell self? Well, they all got their hand up, S-E-L-F. I says, no, you spell self, F-L-E-S-H. And they go, you funny, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the war the war is raging, but we've got to rest in our creator without whom nothing could exist. Nothing. And so you who are going to start for prayers, for a breakthrough, I want, I'm going to give you like seven keys to this. You know, discern the hour and always deny doubt a place, wherever, whatever you're praying about. Decide to move into one accord. Oh, Lord, yes, I'm in, I'm in agreement with you. Get someone to pray, Matthew 18, 19. Two more touch green and any one thing on earth is done in heaven. Declare the ground of our power, which is Jesus Christ. Son of God is God. And you describe your focus clearly. Don't don't just be arbitrary, you know, arbitrarily about it. Deny deny the recourse uh, to your convenience. This is how people. Well, I don't have time for ministry. I don't. This is uh, going to cut in on my time watching football and baseball. Well, you do what you want, bro. I'm going to do what I'm called to do because we all have a calling. And the seventh one is let the spirit of faith and praise arise. I'll tell you, boy, once you start praising the Lord, you got the devil on the run. And just listen and hear the, the voice of the Holy Spirit. But your mind has to be clear and, and set on things above, not what you're going through here. Not what you're going through. Because it's it's an amazing thing. Prayer invades the impossible. Prayer is more powerful than an atomic bomb. Prayerlessness is powerlessness. And that's how it's been. That's how it's always going to be. That is an absolute. No prayer, no power. And also no, no praise, no, no power. No. 
And Luke 11, 2, um, where Jesus instructed us how to pray, I, I believe this is our obligation to pray that the king the kingdom of God come upon earth and that thy will be done as in heaven so on earth because yeah. if we don't if we don't pray that action prayer and submit and surrender our own will to the Lord his will will not be done it, it's not automatic we're we are his hands and feet uh, here on earth yeah and we must occupy oh. in our prayers you said the key word, uh, yeah, submit. We yeah. got to admit, remit, submit, and commit. <laughs> Amen. But what you I have, love that. <laughs> yeah, what you have. I is, need to write that down. <laughs> what you have, oh. you got people who got their own agenda. And uh, there's, I'm not going to give you a name. Big movie star, got a ten, fifteen million in the bank. And he always wants the peace that I have, but he doesn't want the Prince of Peace with it. And I says, well, he's an alcoholic and a drug addict. And very insecure, has fears and all the stuff that comes with it. And, well, I got I got $12 million in the bank, whatever you said, 12 or $15 million in the bank. I says, well, be no U-Haul truck behind your hearse. You know, there's... Nobody's annihilated when they die. Because these are heaven. Second Corinthians five eight. When a believer dies, absent from the body, present with the Lord, his spirit and soul immediately with the Lord. But in Luke sixteen, nineteen through thirty one, Jesus talked about this place called Hades. You're not a believer, you're gonna be there, but there's no hope after that. And they will meet Jesus at the great white throne judgment, Revelation twenty eleven through fifteen. And verse 15 says, if your name is not written in the book of life, you will spend eternity in a lake of fire. This is eternally separated from God. All the Christ rejectors will be there. Nobody's annihilated. And in First uh, Thessalonians 4, 14 through 17, it says that didn't Christ rise first? Those are the ones who we led to the Lord. Their spirit and soul went with them. Their bodies went in the casket. But it says, they, their bodies are going to be resurrected, but it's not going to be a sick one. See, God has a plan. He has a plan of purpose for each one listening. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, The verse 13 says, you'll find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Bottom line. And it's so real. It's so real. Heaven, to be with him forever and ever and ever. Earth Corinthians uh, 1, 9 I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither rent into the hearts of men the things that God prepared for them to love him. We can't even imagine the awesomeness of it. Why somebody would take a chance. Well, there's no God. Well, there's a God. Go watch a mother bear a child tell me there's no God. So it's always a choice. Everything's a choice because nobody's turned away. God wants all to repent. And the power of prayer is amazing. You know, there was a, I think this was about seven years ago at the Fred Jordan Mission. I always have an altar call. And there was a, a, a black gentleman about 30 years old. And his skin was gray, cracked. 
and the Holy Spirit quickened me. You need to pray for him. So I went over to him. I says, yo, bro, I need to pray for you. He says, oh, no, thank you. And I just followed him to where they eat. I, I pestered him, I guess. And I said, I, I really need to pray for you. The Lord wants me to pray for you. He says, look, I just left the, the doctor's office. And I have another day or two to live. I got full-blown AIDS. My whole body's falling apart. I says, that's okay. But nothing's impossible, God. Nothing's too hard. I said, just let me pray. He said, okay. I laid hands on him, Mark 16, 18, anointed him with oil, James 5, 14. And he was looking into my eyes, and he thanked me. Now, seven months later, I'm doing it right before a service. Here comes this black dude. Oh, you know, he had a nice leather coat on, and his skin was healthy and shiny. He said, hey, Rev, you remember me? I said, I think I prayed for you. I'm the dude with the AIDS. He pulls out six medical reports. Negative, 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 negative. He said, I said, tell the people, give, give them a, a testimony. So he told them, he says, I, I was dying. I had another day or two to live. And the Rev here was kind of pestering me to pray for me. But I knew I was dying, and so I let him go. And... uh he said, when he was praying, he did his warfare stuff on me. And he said, I started feeling different. There was like warm feeling came through me. And I felt a heavy load come off my shoulder. And he said, these, these reports here are negative. The, the blood test every month tested negative. I don't have AIDS. I have nothing. God is awesome. So I loved, I loved the riff. <laughs> but it Praise shows you, the Lord. listen, the power, no. power. That's, That's right. an awesome testimony. Is he sharing his testimony elsewhere? I haven't is, seen him. Is, I don't, he hasn't been down to Skid Row. That's the last time I saw him. He never. I think he told me he wants to go back home, wherever home was, Chicago or something. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's they awesome. use needles. They 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 share needles when they're doing their drugs. Mm-hmm. And tattoos. And tattoos. That's oh awesome. yeah, that's freak. No. I never saw so many tattoos in my life till until in prisons. Oh yeah, I've seen pictures of those. Just unbelievable. They're just practically covered with tattoos. Hey Chuck, listen to this one. I'm at this uh, Donovan Penitentiary. It's a level three maximum security down ne- a mile from the Mexican border south of San Diego. And this guy had tattoos on his face, blue and, and red, and like like the daredevil. And he says mm-hmm. to me, he says, yo, hey, bro, you think you can get me a part in a movie? I said, yeah, <laughs> they're looking for someone with tattoos on their face. But you see it everywhere on their head. The yeah. gang, the gang stuff. Boy. Yeah, there are, there are people out there too that they uh, sharpen their teeth, and oh. they put these, and they put horns on their heads underneath their skin, so they've got these two things yeah, sticking yeah. up. It's just unbelievable what these people do to yeah, themselves. You 
It's a demon spirit of mutilation. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got a wonderful promise today for those listening. This is a special word from the Lord that came to came to me through his divine providence. I just wanted to lift any spirits at this time out of the trial, travel, tribulation, whatever you're going through. This is the, this is God's word for you. If you have a Bible, turn Psalm 31, verse 7 and 8. God says, you have seen my afflictions. You have known the troubles of my soul. You have not given me over to the hand of the enemy. Now, that's awesome. In Psalm 107, verse 6, 13, 19, and 28, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. God delivered them from their distress. Psalm 31, 3 says, for your name's sake, you will lead me and guide me. That's again, Psalm 32, 8. But the Lord has his eyes focused on you. Just listen. I know some of you are hurting. He has bottled up every tear you ever shed during these trials, trouble, tribulation. Psalm 56, 8, God counts your teardrops, puts them in a bottle. And you're never, ever alone when you have Christ in your heart as Lord and Savior. Hebrews 13, 5, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Matthew 28, 20, Lord will be with you always. Deuteronomy 31, 6, don't be afraid. I'll never leave you or abandon you. God is touched with the feelings that you endure. And he's thinking about you right now. You're thinking, yeah, yeah, right, Mel. No. Psalm 139, 17 and 18, God says, my thoughts about you number more than the sand in the sea. He's not going to shut out your, the cry of your prayer. He hears every prayer of the believer. Proverbs fifteen twenty nine. Do as David did when he was overwhelmed by the circumstances, he encouraged himself in the Lord. So allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through you every trial, trouble, tribulation. And here is the eternal word you need to be encouraged. Psalm 31, 8. The Lord will never turn you over to the power of Satan, the enemy. And verse 24 says, Be strong and let your heart take courage. All you whose hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a good word for us all. Yes. Amen. That's yes, a really powerful, very powerful word for today. And there are a lot of people that are hurting. They're traumatized even. And we are aware that the enemy uses trauma. Um, I bind that up every day, a spirit of trauma. One of the Amen. things praying for myself and for other people. That's I a was good just going people. to ask you if you would uh, share with the people that are listening uh, that a little bit of the spiritual warfare direction that you minister, and you you do teach spiritual warfare, and uh, I think oh, yeah. that would be Everywhere good I for go. churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any church would like me, please call me. <laughs> I would love to come. And I will back everything up I say with verse of scripture. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brother Mel's email. Pardon? Go, go ahead and give your email and your number and um, your ministry. The web address, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nails007. N-A-I-L-007. At net zero. N-E-T-Z-E-R-O dot net. That's my email. Uh, 
a number is 818-895-8742. And uh, my address, some people send me donations to my home address, 8942 Willis Avenue, W-I-L-L-I-S, Unit 9. I don't have offices. Panorama City, two words, P-A-N-O-R-A-M-A City, California, 91402. Uh, it, it's it, it's an awesome thing to be a, what I call myself, um, a private in Jesus' army to win souls. This is what we're called to do. But we got to understand, on my website, there's a health prayer. You need to pray to cast out, you, in the name of Jesus, you can bind up and cast out every germ, virus, bacteria, organism, mite dust, my airborne spore, uh, contaminants in the air, every germ, bacteria, flu, cold, virus, bronchitis. This is hitting everybody. You gotta you gotta download the the health prayer. You gotta download the arsenal prayer. First thing you do when you get up in the morning is you pray your spiritual armor on. You're putting on a helmet of salvation. Putting on the mind of Christ. First Peter four one, arm yourself with the mind of Christ. Philippians two five, put on the mind of Christ. That's the playground. The Roman soldier had a shield it. Uh, a helmet that when he when he went to bed he had it tied to his side. As soon as he got up, bam, that helmet went on. You need to protect your mind from all the negative. And you're putting on a breastplate of righteousness. Isaiah 64, 6 is my righteousness is like filthy rags. So you're putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. When you have Christ in your heart, God looks at you through the eyes of Jesus and through his blood. Then you're putting on the girdle of truth, spiritual girdle of truth. Well, John fourteen six, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father of God except through him. You don't need to go through any saint or anybody else. Sandals of gospel of peace. Help, ask God to help you to stand against the wiles of the devil. You're putting on that, and it, you can see the picture of that Roman soldier, or I have my psycho shot in, in, in the face of it. Then it says, put on the, your... Sword of the Spirit, that's God's holy word. It's alive and proper, sharpening two-edged sword, Hebrews 4.12. God's word is awesome in power. So what I do is I take my sword of the Spirit. I spring any trap that Satan comes against me and as I pray. And I cut off all the tentacles of curses, witchcraft, the occult, and that spirit of cancer. Then it says, above all, put on your shield of faith. To quench every fiery dart. And when you come in ministry, the darts will become arrows, spears. I've been hit with missiles. I mean, my shield has dents in it, but I put it up every day. Amen. You quench- Me too, brother. Yeah. And I, I want to just uh, uh, testify a little bit about Brother Mel's warfare prayers. They're very effective. And we when we have trauma, when we have doubt, those are those are the fiery darts of the enemy. And so it's very mm-hmm. important that we bind our mind to the mind of Christ and cast down every vain imagination that might exalt itself above the knowledge of God and tell Satan to get lost, get thee beyond me, Satan, for greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. 
and stand on those scriptures until Satan it is written and take a hike because at that point Amen. when we're getting those those fears, those doubts, those uh things driven to our head, um, into our Deadly head Yes. Yes, amen. Then that's where we have to. But the problem with people that are experiencing crisis and having trauma and why we pray for them so much is when you're broken like that, when you're, uh, what what was it called? You're uh, down and out from the ground up or something like that. I yeah, rejected, yeah. abandoned, betrayed. Yes. Yeah, no worth, no value. It's hard to think of those things at that time, but if you have that warfare prayer and you can pray it and and look at the scriptures, the the word of God is true. The word of God is true. And and all who cry out to Jesus shall be delivered. Amen. And you can find that folks at www.melnovac dot com and we are getting people um raise their hands for prayer or to speak to well, you brother mel so whenever you're ready let us yeah. know we'll, we'll bring them on i just wanted to to share about when i talked about serving in psalm 90 verse 10 we're given 70 by strength 80 years of age life is short now if you did get 70 years you're going to spend 24 years sleeping, 14 years working, eight years in amusement, six years at the dinner table, five years in transportation, four years in conversation, three years in education, three years reading, three years in front of the TV. And if if that person prayed five minutes every morning, five minutes every evening, went to church every Sunday, they would be giving God five months out of 70 years. We're all called to serve. Mm. Hey, did I, before we get the calls, did you ever hear my version of God's voicemail? No. no. I'm sure it's good. <laughs> okay, this is God's voicemail. Thank you for calling heaven. For English, press one. For Spanish, press two. All others, three. Please select one of the following options. Press 1 for requests. Press 2 for thanksgiving. Press 3 for complaints. Press 4 for all others. I'm sorry. All our angels and saints are busy helping other sinners right now. However, your prayer is important to us, and we will answer it in the order it was received. Please stay on the line. If you would like to speak to God, press 1. Jesus, press 2. Holy Spirit, press 3. To find a loved one, that has been assigned to heaven, press 5, then enter their social security number, followed by the pound sign. If you receive a negative response, please hang up and dial area code 666. For reservations to heaven, please enter John, followed by the numbers 3, colon 16. For answers to nagging questions about dinosaurs' life and other planets, please wait till you arrive in heaven for the specifics. Our computers show that you already have been prayed for today, so please hang up and call again tomorrow. The office is now closed for the weekend to observe the religious holiday. If you're calling after hours and need emergency assistance, please contact your local pastor. 
thank you and have a heavenly day. And remember, God loves you. And God answers Nemel, K-N-E-E. That's great. They get, a, they get a kick out of that in the prison. Oh, no, I bet they do. Amen. Yeah, that's good. Amen. Well, we do. Are you ready to take callers? Sure. Brother? Sure. Okay. Well, we okay. have if you're our first caller. If, this is a. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to let everybody know uh, the number and uh, tell them to press one if they would like to talk to Brother Mal or receive prayer. And it is 646-716-5808. Sorry about that, Chuck. Go ahead. Oh, no. No, that's fine. Well, uh, Mal, we have kind of a little surprise for you here. Uh, Back in May 23rd of 2015, you were on a blog talk radio program. It actually was this very channel, but it was under a different name. I wonder if you remember what that show was that you were on. Uh, you probably don't because you have, you've done so many Sheila, programs. Was that Sheila Shalinsky? No. no. No? You were on the 156th episode of Pine Ridge Warriors with Marcus Samuel. Oh, that's right. Now I remember that. Yeah. And on the line right now is Brother Jose. He is responsible for putting Marcus on Blog Talk Radio. How you doing, brother? How you doing, Chuck? Hey, Jose. Hey, Lord man of God, you, brother. Always, hey, man, it's, it's an honor to me, man of God, to hear you again and preaching the word the way you do so passionately. I really appreciate you. Your words tonight really uh, resonate with myself, brother, because uh, as Chuck knows oh, and Deanna knows, uh, they, uh, you know, as they know, Chuck and Deanna know that uh, 2015, like you said at the beginning of the show, was the worst, worst, worst time as a Christian. Um, of my time, my lifetime, really. I mean, I got hit everywhere. My finance, my marriage, everything, brother. Uh, so your words in the beginning really hit my heart. Um, oh, you know, thank really you, thank, yes. I thank you for bringing to forth. Like you said, brother, in the beginning statements there in the show, that what got me through, brother, to this point, is, uh, is worship. You know? And like David, I was yeah. a man after God's own heart. And I know that when I worship God, you know, and things are different now between me and my wife, and you know, I do have my praise kids. the Lord. Uh, but but worship to me is the best thing that gets me gets me through those tears at night. I know yeah. God b- bottles those those tears out. But I'm not calling for me today, brother, for prayer. I'm actually calling for a couple of friends of mine. Uh, one um, I I talked to in length last night, yesterday afternoon. Tired police officer like me. Uh, he's a detective. I was a police officer. And uh, he was responding to 9-11, and uh, he's going to uh, leukemia cancer. He just had surgery about a week ago, two weeks ago. And we share a lengthy call me. Actually, we had lunch a couple of days ago. He called me back. He said, man, I can see you're a man of God. You, I see you, you got faith in God. But we just talked about, you know, his experience and our experience as cops. And then he shared with me uh, certain stuff that happened in his life as a cop, too, uh, how God spared him. And he heard the voice of God tell him cross the street. And when he crossed the street, there was shooting happened. A truck kid got killed chased the guy, and then, you know, he almost got, he, he tried to go to an alley to follow the perp, you know, the, uh, the guy that shot the drug dealer, but God didn't allow him. He stopped put a wall there. So he knows that God's been in his life for a long time. He hears God's voice. Uh, so I'm praying for him for cancer, uh, that, that not only that, that they'd be healed from that cancer, chemo cancer, but also that he would really have a closer walk with the Lord, because obviously he's hungry for the Lord. Brother. And, uh, yes, go ahead. Brother, I have 
write this down, these two scriptures yes. for him that he needs sure. to pray daily. You can pray with Matthew fifteen thirteen says, What God has not planted, he will uproot. God didn't plant uh-huh. the cancer. Uh-huh. And then Exodus twenty three twenty five. God says, I will take sickness from the midst of you. Like uh-huh. the whole thing is when I would do it, when I did it every day when I had the cancer. It says, so shall you serve the Lord your God. I said, Lord, I'm doing that. Then mm-hmm. God says, I will bless your bread and your water. Lord, you're doing that. Then he says, I will take sickness from the midst of you. See, okay. at the, every day he has, to, uh, he, what he should do is download the arsenal prayer okay. and pray it in the morning when he gets up and the night before he goes to bed. Because he's encamping himself with angels in Psalm 34, 7, Psalm 91, 11, and 12, supernatural wall of fire in Zechariah 2, 5. I mean, the whole prayer is powerful, binding and loosing. Every day I bind up his spirit of cancer. Lord, rebuke it. I loose the resurrection power of Jesus, blessings and favor, healing and wholeness. I'm telling you, there are people that had miracles since they start praying it. The Holy Spirit gave that to me years ago. And I said to my friend, Mike, wouldn't it be great if I gave four or 500 of these out? Well, how about 200,000? See, God had a plan. Mm-hmm. And the warfare is real. And let's just pray that God will uproot what the devil did not plant. You know, mm-hmm. I never took chemo. I never took radiation. I still have my prostate. Uh, so, and have as many people, tell them to keep negative people away from him. Okay. Because they'll put a, they put a word curse. Proverbs eighteen twenty one: death and life, part of the tongue. Oh, well, he got the big C. So that, uh-uh. No, 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 no. He got to pray. Psalm 62, 62, 5, the praying expectation. Lord, I don't know when, I don't know how, but I'm believing you're going to do this. That way you don't give doubt a place. Amen. So, you know, he's merciful, kind, gracious, and uh, absolutely desiring, full of loving kindness, slow to anger, uh, that this healing could take place. But those two scriptures I did every day, every single okay. day. Amen. And, God, um, God, thank what you. was his name? What was his name? His name, his name is Patrick. 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 Okay. Did you minister to him about um, for, un, unforgiveness and make sure there's no unforgiveness in his heart? Yeah. Because that, that's, well, uh, that's cancer I, and unforgiveness. Well, I did witness him for for a while there, uh, sister. But uh, like I said, I, I you know I know that uh, you know he's he's searching for the Lord, and uh, I said I will lift him up in prayer, and then, you know those things. You know, usually it's a personal decision that he has to do. I mean, no one can force someone to, to he has to do it on his own. You know, I'm sure, but um, but you know, like I said, uh, he knows that uh, I was going to send him out there for, for a prayer request, and I know he's hungry, and I know God will lead him to that. You know, if there's any unforgiving unforgiveness that he has in his heart, that's something he has to deal with the Lord. That's, I'm sure that he has to understand that that's something that God has to deal with him. You know, so yes, I, I addressed him. Let's really just try to get close to the Lord, and then you know, whatever it is, 
just got to have faith in him. That's all, you know. So, like I said, I, I, did, I did witness to him for over an hour. So, I just leave it to the Lord, sister. That's what I can tell you. You there? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay. I was... Uh, okay. I was yeah. yeah, there's another one more thing, too. One, one, yeah, one more thing, uh, Pat, uh, Brother Mel. Uh, you mentioned something, too, mm-hmm. that also happened to me just recently. One believe it. Uh, I have a sister in the Lord that I that I treasure. You know, I treasure her so much. You know, I, I pray for her all the time when I'm on the radio show. I uh, hear Block Talk, and for some reason, you know, I know, like I told you, I went through a very difficult time last year, so I, I guess I wasn't stuck in my own mess and taking care of my boy. Uh, that her brother uh, had colon cancer, and for some reason, I, I just I know she told me to pray for him. And I did, and I sent that I sent the word out to pray for him, but I didn't go visit him in the hospital. You know, this sister. Because I did not go and visit him in the hospital, she told me that she doesn't have nothing to do with me. That prayer is nice, but you should have been there uh, by my side praying with him in the hospital. You know, that's sad. I mean, uh, and I just pray that that, that, that hurt that she has in her heart. Like, I mean, I already forget. Yeah, that, just, uh, that yeah. has yeah. to be dealt with. Otherwise, yeah. that root of bitterness yeah. is going to come in and being yeah. critical and judgmental. Uh, so I don't know but, you if you need her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To encourage you, 2016 was the worst year I've seen people getting hit by the devil in 34 years of ministry. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, marriages, everything, finances, everything imaginable. And I'm suited up and booted up. I was getting ready to do a movie, and I flew up in the air, and I, I landed. They said that I landed perfectly to fracture my femur. Ended up in the hospital three weeks. Uh, I still ministered there, but the pain was brutal. And I stopped taking their, I told them, I don't want to take your pain pills anymore. I couldn't go to the bathroom. And I never did drugs in my life. They were giving me morphine, Avanol. So they says, well, you can't handle, you'll not be able to handle pain. I went 83 days with pain and until finally it, it went away. But, uh, and then the other thing the devil got me on was I was to fly back to to North Carolina to be have a starring role in the movie, which I'd have gotten paid. Doctor says you can't go. You fly, you're gonna get a blood clot and you die. So it was a tough year for everybody. Uh mm-hmm. and there were more cancers last year than I've ever seen in all these years. But I'll add him to my, I got a big list right now. I'll put his name on. Thank you so much, man. And God, God bless you, Chuck and Deanna. Always love you guys. God bless you. God bless the family. Okay, okay, Jose. God bless you, brother. God bless you. We love you, too, Jose. Thank you for coming. Just mute me so I can listen and pray for the other people, okay? Just mute me so I can pray for other people, too. Thanks. Sure. Amen. Well, uh, brother, we have Pat on the line who called in for prayer. Pat, you're on with Mel. Ah, yes. Good evening. I just want to uh, thank Brother Mel. I was listening to you all on the computer. Did we lose Mel? Hello? No, I'm here. I'm listening. I didn't want to. uh, 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 Pat, could you speak up a little bit? You're a little faint. Yes, yes. I said I was listening to Brother Mel, the program there on the computer, and I feel very touched. you know, by your testimonies that you... I'm not hear. hearing her at all. You're not hearing me? I could hear her. I could yes. hear her. <laughs> yes, and... Um, She's on. I, 
I, I'm just encouraged. I'm just encouraged. I'm a child of God, and I do Good. evangelism. And I would like for you to pray for me, please, um, because sometimes I, I know that I do want to do the Lord will, and I want to see people get saved and healed. But sometimes I I, I find myself um, overwhelmed, and uh, you know I question God. And and I have a daughter that I would like to have prayer for. She's on drugs very bad. Mm. Mm. Okay. Should we start? What's her name? Her name is LaShawn. Okay. And how old is she? She's 38. Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Please download that arsenal prayer from your computer. Okay. And you got to name her every day you do the prayer. Because right now you'll be in proxy for her. Yes. But that bondage needs to be broken. Yes. And right now I ask God to bring her to a road to Damascus experience. Acts 9, 1 through 9. Knock her off that high horse to open up her eyes to the lordship of Jesus. And for God to put a hedge of thorns above her, beneath her, around her, wall her in, and she can't find her path till Jesus becomes first love. In other words, she'll be in a maze, no fulfillment, until she comes to that cross at Calvary and opens up her heart to Jesus. And whatever, whatever fulfillment she gets from the drugs is going to stop. And Father, right now we lift this sister up to you. Psalm thirty-two, eight. Again, this is the, you go to the Bible. He says, "I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my." You put your hand on the Bible and say, "Father, I believe this scripture, and I want your guidance." Now, as soon as you have a desire to serve the Lord, the devil brings circumstances, conditions, situations that become overwhelming. You start doing that arsenal prayer, and you bind up those things in Jesus' name, Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 19, and things will change. Because God knows your heart, Luke 16, 15. He likes your heart, and he likes the fact that you want to do it. But now you're already under attack because you're not praying your spiritual armor on daily, which is a command in Ephesians 6, 11. So, Father, give her... The desire, Holy Spirit, have your way in her, that she dresses for the battle each day, and she could have that intercessory prayer ministry that you want for her, and that she could pray for people to literally give their life to Christ. That's crucial. And you bind up all spirits of resistance, hindrance, and delay in Jesus' name. You bind up a spirit of Antichrist. Deaf and dumb spirit, blind spirit, before you start praying for these people or talking to them about the Lord. Amen. Lord, we thank you for. Are you still there, Mel? Hallelujah. Thank you. Hello. I thought it was me. No, I've been. I've just been praying all the way for her. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, Nobody I'm just heard? going to 
bind the enemy right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We command you to loose this program and all the technology in Jesus' mighty name. We come against you and oppose all the forces of darkness that would uh, seek to hinder this ministry in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I touch and agree with Brother Mel's prayers for this woman. We bind the word of God to her neck and also for her daughter. Uh, according to Matthew 18:19, uh, go ahead, Brother Mel. I think we're still on here. Did Did you hear the, the Ma'am? Did you hear the prayer? I heard yes. Um, ma'am, I didn't hear all. You of heard it. it? Yeah. I heard some of oh, it. Oh, good, good. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Well, be good cheer. God's on the throne. Yes. And He He loves your daughter, but now you got to do what I ask you to do. Get that arsenal prayer and start have her name right atop of it. Yes. But you gotta bind up those demonic spirits. Antichrist, deaf and dumb spirit, blind spirit, resistant, hindrance and delay. But ask God to put a hedge of thorns above her, beneath her, around her, wall her in. For yes. she can't find her path till Jesus becomes first love. Thank you. And that road to Damascus experience where Saul of Tarsus became Paul the Apostle. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. You dear. can do this. Yes. You can do it, okay? God bless you, dear. Thank you so much. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for coming in on the program and receiving prayer for her. Amen. All right. Amen. I think that's the end of the callers that we had with their hands up, um, Brother Mel. So, um I guess we'll There's just more out there to where one, we were at. One prayer. There's more out there, but they're kind of thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Yes, please. Maybe yeah, God please. has that prayer to bring deliverance to you. Yeah. Call-in number is 646-716-5808. If you want prayer, call in now. As soon as you can hear the program on your phone, press 1. That'll put you in the queue, and we'll put you on with Mel. You know, First John three eight, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. He did. Colossians two fifteen, he disarmed the principalities and powers, made a public spectacle of them. But it is a war, and anybody listening, you're involved in the war. Same with with my brother and sister. And the spirit of the Lord is upon us because He anointed us preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent us to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captured and recovery of sight of the blind to set liberty to those who are bruised and wounded. Luke 4.18. See, here, here in Luke, Jesus was citing Isaiah 61, 1 and 2 proclaim me his ministry and Jesus did exactly what he proclaimed and we as the disciples we must do the same amen Jesus called his 12 disciples gave them authority to cast out unclean spirits and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease Matthew 10 10 1 you don't know what you can identify it it's called an unclean spirit so, 
heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received and freely give. Matthew 10, 8. So that scripture states that the disciples were to receive healing and deliverance, that they were to impart what they received. This is what we have to do. And the signs and wonders follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak in new tongues. Mark 16, 17. Note that the first authority and sign is that they shall cast out devils, the demonic entities. This is the ministry of deliverance. In Luke 4, 18 through 39, you see Jesus, Jesus rebuking the fever of Peter's mother-in-law. Why? Because Peter was, was under the fever of Peter's mother-in-law was under the control of an unclean spirit. So we have to start binding and loosing every day, whatever it is. That's right. That's right. Well, right now, what I would like to do is have everybody join me in prayer for Brother Mel. Uh, He's, you know, he is in pain because of uh, his injury. And uh, I want everybody to join us in prayer. So right now, Father, we pray for our Brother Mel, that he be healed of his pain and any other infirmity that he's experiencing. That, he's be, that he is healed and that the pain leaves him, or that he feels better than he's ever felt before. Lord, keep our brother healthy and give him more opportunities to, to share the gospel. Open up doors for our brother to bring more souls into the kingdom, especially in prisons, and to help people who need help, and to just be a shining light for you, Lord, as he continues to minister. And we thank you for our brother very much, Father, and everything that you're doing through him. And we thank you for all of your prayers. And please keep Mel in prayer every day. Amen and amen. Amen. I touch and agree. Chuck, thank you for remembering to pray for him. We think of you often. We pray for you often. We command that that pain to leave you in in your shoulder, especially, brother. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he shall deliver them all. Amen? What is going on with sound, Chuck? Um, I don't hear anything. I don't hear, hear Mel.
Well, folks, it looks like we've had some failure of blog talk sound. The enemy didn't want this program to get completed tonight. People to be ministered to, I suppose. Um, but we do have another caller on the line. So, uh, caller, go ahead and put your, your hand up. Press 1 to get into the queue. And I will go over there to Blog Talk and see if I can bring anybody on or if I can raise Chuck. Thank you for your patience. Be right with you. Hello? 